Welcome to another edition of Sunday Suppers with Sago, and I'm your host, Chef Chet Sago, and I have the opportunity of being able to be seated with the Smithsonian inductee, one of the greatest honors that I have had in a very long time. I am in Georgia right now with Miss Althea Thomas, who's going to talk to us about some of her life experiences and tell us a thing or two about a thing or two. Tonight, we have the fried chicken with the collard greens, the mac and cheese, and we also had bread pudding. Yeah. Bread pudding with peaches. What did you think about everything, Miss Thomas? I thought it was a dream. How <laughs> could food, plain old food, mm-hmm. be that good? You know, sometimes it's just on the execution. We also did a loaded baked potato, loaded sweet baked potato, where both of us, we're not supposed to have too much sugar, but I think we managed to get around it tonight. I understood two terms. One, the fact of speaking of something as being loaded with added sugar. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of sugar. Yes. Like, there's a different kind of sin. There's good sin, bad sin, the white lies. <laughs> right. Sin is sin, the lies are lies. Sugar is sugar. But, mm-hmm. uh, one of my grandsons is over the hill, but the study of foods and what they do and don't do and undo and can't do mm-hmm. to your body. Yes. But he explained to me that uh, there is such a thing as added sugar. And we're not talking about the sugar that the good Lord put in there when he put the field in the ground. Mm-hmm. But if it has added sugar, it's that stuff which if it were just discovered this year, it would be banned as a poison. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? It is. And it think is. about how many suckers you need. <laughs> right. <laughs> Preservatives are usually not good for you, as long as it's natural or organic. Usually, what most people don't know is that nutritional facts are really warnings. If you look at what's on the back that lets you know what's in a certain item of food, there's more of a warning to tell you versus organic. It doesn't have or additives in the food. So that is something to think about with both of us wanting to live a health conscious life to make sure that if we're eating sugar, we're eating the right kind of sugar. The right kind. Making sure that certain carbohydrates are not converted into sugar. So I'm guilty. So in other words, sin is sin. Yeah, it is. Just pick (laughs) pick whether it's a big line or a little white line. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. My goodness, life gets more and more complicated everything. What was interesting to me tonight is that you say you had never had your greens mixed before. Never heard of that. And but I wondered why we talked about greens as a plural term. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because you're talking about two, maybe three, sometimes four kinds of greens. We actually had a collard and turnip mix with some smoked turkey in it and for this legend to have had it for the first time in all the years that she's been on this earth being a Southern Belle from the South, I was amazed Southern that she allowed me South. to give that term. His mother was a housewife, mm-hmm. <laughs> teacher turned housewife, uh-huh. because her husband, my daddy, mm-hmm. would not think of having his wife try and raise two girls mm-hmm. and work. That was a cardinal sin in his mind. Mm-hmm. So, my mother 
was a teacher before I was born. Mm-hmm. She was in Birmingham with Daddy, and my sister, my sibling, was born, and of course she had stopped teaching because Daddy said, "No, you don't have a family, mm-hmm. and you cannot raise a family and be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You teach, you got to be raising everybody's child." You can't do that and raise your own. We will have no less key kids. Okay. So mother stayed home until I was in the 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant to come home and see an empty or cold house. Okay. Or a dinner that wasn't ready mm-hmm. and waiting for me. Okay. So I didn't know that that was not the way everybody had it. I just didn't know. I heard some kids at school talking about, my mama came home from work and she told us, oh, so, so, so. and I'm saying, what kind of work did she come home to? Mm-hmm. Work was already home for her. But that was not the way my life was. My life was, and I know now, perfect as a child. Mm-hmm. Everything came just like it was supposed to, mm-hmm. on the clock when it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And my daddy was right. You cannot be a mother and a teacher. Those girls have to grow up coming home from school to a mother, mm-hmm. going to Sunday school sent by a mother. Okay. That's interesting that you say that because your life doesn't absolutely mirror that same uh-uh. life. You've That's done so much and lived almost a century. And she's been here a long time with a lot of wisdom. What would you say to young women today who are wanting to pursue a career and raise a family at the same time? Because that wasn't Just your... two words. Plans. Do it. Okay. Just do it. Huh? Do it. Okay. Now, that's the biggest two words in the whole language because if you can't do it mm-hmm. something to tell you mm-hmm. something to tell you okay and it might be might get a message like i got it learning to ride a bicycle mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta follow up <laughs> that's one of the things i couldn't do mm-hmm. something said do it something else said don't try it it means give it all you got mm-hmm. this is why some people don't ever learn to play the piano. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I wish I could play like that. Mm-hmm. I say, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. If you wish you could play like that, you spend four hours a day practicing. Mm-hmm. And since you don't do that, you don't wish you could play. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to jump out of your head and into your fingers and play for you. Okay. But you can learn to do it. But it takes two things in close combination with each other. Mm-hmm. Those two things are will and determination. Tell us more about your training. What really got you into music? Because that's what you've been held at with your Smithsonian induction this year. What made you go into music? Well, I think it was a matter of going into it, being pushed into it, 
already there. Mm-hmm. It was something that was in me from the creation from four generations, maybe, you know. My dad was a musician. My mother played music. Okay. But mother was taught to play the piano. She played for Sunday school. Dad was a born in the wool musician. Mm-hmm. His instrument was the trombone. Okay. Trombone's a hard instrument to play. Mm-hmm. I know because I've tried it. I've played a little bit. I taught band. In fact. I was the first black and hear this well. Okay. The first black music teacher in Montgomery County, Alabama. Wow. Taught to teach music. Okay. The music teachers in black schools were just there because they played a horn or they could play a tune on the piano and they were hired as a music teacher, as a math teacher. Okay. Or physical ed teacher. Mm-hmm. And if they could play the piano, and they had uh, an assembly, and they would play a march, and everybody would march in. Mm-hmm. They would play a chant, and everybody would say a prayer. They would play the pledge, the legions, say the pledge. Yeah. <laughs> would sing a patriotic song. Mm-hmm. Then when the principal got through saying whatever it was, he was going to say for the day. She would play something else, spiffy, and they'd march back up. Mm-hmm. But that was because the math teacher she was could play the piano. Mm-hmm. The white schools had music. Several years before I was out of college, one of the black principals asked the supervisor why couldn't we have a music teacher? And his answer was, Music is a luxury we just can't afford. Mm. Now think about that. Oh, we're going to have dinner, but bread is a luxury we can't afford. Mm. Tell a nigga anything. He doesn't know any better. The only thing that makes an object fly is its shape. A bumblebee can't fly because it's shape wrong. But he can't read either. So he doesn't know he can't fly. Ignorance. Just don't tell him in the middle. And he doesn't know he's entitled to fly. Now how long are we going to teach white children and black children those kinds of lies? How long will we stay in this mise of mess? Don't you see that it's wrong? It's not just hurting black children, it's hurting white children. Old white folks, young white folks, young black folks, old black folks. Mm. It's just a painful mess that's going around. Mm-hmm. How long let it go? I wonder. You came up in a time when black lives mattered even less than they do now. What challenges did you see in pursuing the art of music with the late great Dr. Martin Luther King? Being that you were on Dexter Avenue, Baptist Church, in the hotbed of the Civil Rights Movement, where before he was assassinated, he was seen as a troublemaker. 
What did that feel like at that time? It hurt me to see so many of his dreams being exploded into just plain ashes and dust. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that his right to be right was a God-given right. Mm -hmm. I knew that he met nobody in the home. I knew that he taught love. Easy walk from the Capitol steps to the Dexter steps. Mm -hmm. How could anybody think there would be so much craziness between those two sets of ideas? Those in the church and those on the steps of the Capitol and inside mm -hmm. the Capitol building. But you'd be surprised how far a distance across the whole world that was. In the wake of everything that has happened in America since that time frame, how does it make your heart feel to see maybe that we've gone full circle or half circle with all that you've seen in the world in almost a century of lifetime? We have gone less than half a step. Take your art for example. I saw bags of food on that table. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of steps to be made by a lot of very knowledgeable people to turn what's in them sacks <laughs> to what's on the plates on the table. Because you, my brother, do that very well. Thank you. You know exactly what to do. And I know exactly what will not work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Worst subject I had in school was home economics. Let's go back in time to when you were at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. So you're playing on a Sunday morning with everything that was going on in the world, especially the four little girls in Birmingham and all those things that were happening. Did you ever have concerns or fears for your life playing an organ next to that window? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll tell you, there was sometimes, there was sometimes when I was kind of pregnant because there were houses in that block. Mm -hmm. There was a house right next door to the church and they were white mm -hmm. residents. Because we didn't have the windows closed and air conditioning home. There was no air conditioning in there. And we didn't have any mics. I don't know how we heard every word that Martin King preached, mm -hmm. but we did. Mm -hmm. And there was no mic in there. Mm -hmm. Reverend King said, one of you ushers go next door and ask them to please tone it down some. Mm -hmm. The smallest man in the church <laughs> was a very strong will businessman in town strutted over there. Big husky deacon standing in the back didn't move. Looked to the side. The short, strong gentleman walked over there immediately and all his stuff. Farmers. Did you find yourself doing the same thing when you were the musician for Dr. King, like based on the sermon. I know a lot of musicians 
have to always be able to move the crowd in a way. No, this was not that kind of church. Okay. Now, everybody thinks you see Baptist, South, Black. You're talking about them. Wring your neck, twist your butt, stomp your feet. Dexter was not that kind of church. What was it like? Dexter was a strong Baptist church. It did not include the wiggling of the body in the top of the Okay. And he called me because, as I said, the choir director at Dexter Church mm-hmm. was the vice president at Alabama State. Okay. So he knew me from a high school kid who was out playing those college students mm-hmm. and those faculty members who were going back to study some of them having stopped when they were in college. Mm-hmm. So, with you saying that you didn't really have that kind of church, then how did your shoes become something Smithsonian wanted to highlight? Well, because <laughs> when we think about musicians and we think about the church and we think about how the musician is just as instrumental as the pastor sometimes when it comes down to moving the congregation mm-hmm. and making sure that there's a ambiance that's set in the spirit. That is the structure of the average black Baptist church that's in right. the South. Yes. That is not the structure that Dexter had. Okay. As I said, Dexter's choir director was the president's assistant okay. at Alabama State. Okay. Now, you've got the same choirs. Mm-hmm. This same man who is assistant to the president was at every function on the campus at the school. Mm-hmm. And he comes to his church and uses the same song. Mm-hmm. And he Heard them played by the same little girl. And notice what the foot does there. If this is D, then L is here. So it's like riding a bike, you'll never forget. And ain't that bad. I almost broke my neck trying to ride a bike. (laughs) (laughs) That was a harder thing than me than driving a car. Okay. What advice, as we close our interview, what advice would you give young people? Not just young musicians, but young people, younger than you, that you've lived on this earth nearly a century. You've seen a lot, so you have to be doing something right. What would you like to tell our listeners? The first thing is learn to communicate. Learn to listen and learn to read. That's two ways to get information into you, listening and reading. If you get enough in there, something's going to tell you the right thing that you need to know at the right time. Mm -hmm. And once you get the right thing in your mind, the right answer will be there when you need it. Mm -hmm. But so many of us try to answer questions without even knowing what the question is. Mm -hmm. Learn to read, and that means learn to listen. Because information comes to you through your ears and through your eyes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, that's definitely contributing to all of us needing to stay woke. Yeah. And to all of our listeners, I'd like to thank Miss Althea Thomas for being my special guest. An honoree, someone who was inducted not only to the Smithsonian Hall of Fame, but who has been an absolute delight and someone I am honored to have met in all my travels. As we leave Georgia tonight, I'd like to thank you, and until next time.